from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, March 15th. I'm Marco Werman. The company that runs the damaged Japanese nuclear plant says essential cooling functions are now being restored. But there are still serious problems at the complex, and workers are struggling to contain the most critical reactor. They're wearing protective gear, but make no mistake, they're placing themselves in danger. The risk to the nuclear workers is, is significant. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I'd say these are very, very brave people putting their lives on the line. I think they know they're putting their lives on the line. First, this news. BBC News with Ian Purden. The operators of the Japanese nuclear plant damaged in Friday's earthquake and tsunami say essential cooling functions are being restored following a number of explosions and a fire which released dangerous levels of radiation. The company has now revealed that four explosions took place rather than the three reported earlier. It's struggling to contain the most critical reactor at the Fukushima Daiichi plant. Chris Hogg reports from Tokyo. Since Friday, they've been struggling to cool the fuel rods in four reactors at the Fukushima power plant. A series of explosions and a fire have hampered that work. For a while today, dangerously high levels of radiation were emitted. They later fell to levels still abnormal, but no longer a threat to human health. They're still pumping seawater through the reactors to try to stabilise them. The longer this goes on, the more chance they have of success, as over time the rods will cool. But the repeated releases of different amounts of radiation, some large, some small, are unnerving the Japanese and their neighbours, who want reassurances that the situation will soon be brought under control. Weather reports say prevailing winds are currently dispersing radiation from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant over the ocean to the east of Japan. But the government has asked people still within the 20-kilometre exclusion zone around the plant to leave the area immediately. A number of airlines have halted flights to Tokyo. China says it was preparing to evacuate its citizens from the regions closest to the damaged nuclear plant. The authorities in Japan are still struggling to cope with the humanitarian aftermath of Friday's earthquake and tsunami. More than half a million people are living in temporary shelters, while more freezing weather and snow is predicted. Nearly 3,500 people are now known to have died. Eric Wanis is the director of the health charity Médecins Sans Frontières in Japan. He says many areas are still inaccessible. In front of such a disaster, even the most organized groups and uh, have difficulties to reach some areas. There are pockets of people that have not received any, uh, any aid for the moment uh, in remote places, in difficult access, where uh, roads and uh, infrastructure has been destroyed. European Union countries have agreed to carry out stress tests in all their nuclear power stations after the accidents at the Japanese Fukushima plant. The Energy Commissioner said that the test would take place before the end of the year. Earlier, Germany said it was taking its oldest nuclear power stations offline. Tens of thousands of Hungarians have demonstrated against a controversial new media law in one of the country's biggest protests since the fall of communism. Critics have raised concerns that the law gives the government too much power over the media. World News from the BBC. 
At least two people have died in Bahrain and hundreds have been injured in clashes between pro-democracy demonstrators and security forces. The latest violence follows the imposition of a state of emergency by Bahrain's rulers, who earlier invited troops from Saudi Arabia. Caroline Hawley is in the capital, Manama. This is a tense and edgy city, a place of fear. All afternoon, young men have been setting up barricades of sticks, stones and rubbish bins. And in some areas, the trouble has already begun. There's been violence in Shia neighbourhoods on the island and scenes of pandemonium at Salmania Hospital where many of the injured have been brought. We saw an ambulance that had been shot at as it tried to pick up the wounded. Doctors appealed for international help to secure access for medics and at one checkpoint set up by protesters, a young man armed with a stick said, pray for us. Rebel held positions in Libya.